You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and remote workers, and the only podcast of its kind in existence. We are desperately hoping nobody else jumps on this bandwagon. We kind of like it up here. Thanks to the Good Men Project for supporting our mission and our message to help more people in our very special community. We are going to be establishing a social interest group call that will discuss finding success with disability and chronic illness through GMP. Details about that will be coming up shortly, both here on the podcast and on sickbiz.com. Today, I want to ask you to do me a favor, and that is to text SICKBIZ to 36260 to get the resources that we work very hard to bring you right to your phone, meaning you can actually find freelance work or work for your business through our job board provided by our secretary, the gorgeous Galena. All her hard work of vetting resources determines you can find an opportunity providing a living wage. My co-host today is somebody that I've known for a couple of years, and since I have known him, he has published two books. Spoiler alert, I have read both Right Flipping Now and Find the Flipping Deals, so I know a little bit about Jason Lucchese. Jason's life wasn't easy at times, but within him, he harbored a drive to be at the top of his game and to figure out what that personally meant to him. He is now a best-selling author and managing member of his own brand, Jason Lucchese, as well as he is the owner of an organization, the nonprofit that is changing lives for those living with a disability through free home remodeling called No Flipping Excuses. And they even have a podcast, too. When you hear him talk, what underscores the beauty of who Jason is is the fact that he wants to help. Everything that he does is predicated on making people's lives better. Whether it is through the running of his house flipping business, helping people who need it in their lives to redo their homes, to make them more comfortable, or teaching his students how to genuinely make money in house flipping, Jason undertakes these actions because he simply wants to help people love their lives. I am so excited to introduce to you Jason, so that you can hear for yourself what an amazing human being he is. Please welcome to the Sick Biz Buzz Studios, my friend and a person I greatly admire, Jason Lucchese. Jason Lucchese is in the Sick Biz Buzz Studio! Hey! <laughs> hey! Yay! What's going on? Oh my gosh, I seriously, I have just been waiting for <laughs> this day. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I super, super appreciate it. Uh, this is awesome. This is great. Yeah, it's just, we have no fun on here, by the way. So <laughs> I can tell. It's like a super boring day. And then, <laughs> so we have to. People need to get to know you. They need to know why I'm so excited. I am so excited because you are seriously just the most giving, loving human being. And everything you do is geared toward helping people. Like, I think that's been your whole life, pretty much. 
Yeah, I, I would, I would say so. I've, uh, I, you know, the only times where I was kind of looking out for, you know, myself was when I was at Countrywide and that was kind of like an eye-opening experience, uh, working 16, 18 hour days and then just having it all ripped away, uh, from your, from, from yourself. You just kind of start to realize what's, what's more important in life. Um, and yeah, like you said, uh, you've helped me publish two books. So you, you know, my story really, really well. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I've been, yeah, that, that's what I'm about is just, you know, trying to help folks out and, you know, really just kind of give them, you know, that, that I don't want to say edge, but I want to give them, you know, exposure to things that they probably didn't think they, they knew they had inside them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is usually hammered on them by society and different people in their lives that are putting some sort of limitation on them. You've had to overcome some of those things yourself. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. I'm, I'm, uh, it's crazy. I was just watching this new, uh, game show last night and it's, it's called paid off. It's on, I, I believe it's on the same channels in practical jokers. I love falling asleep to practical <laughs> jokers. It's, it's awesome. So if Sal Vacano from that show is listening to this buddy, you are just <sighs> my friend. But I was watching this show called Paid Off, Hillary. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. But no. it's a show where these people go on and they try and win uh, to get their student loans paid off. And Shut up. I have to go on that show. It's crazy. The, the one girl that won last night, she almost got most of her student loan paid off. It was like 42 grand. And I'm like, holy crap. And none of these people are able to get anywhere like after they graduate and they have this piece of paper. And luckily, I did have the the issues in high school to where I, I didn't really have the guidance. I didn't really have like mentors and coaches. I didn't have teachers really kind of getting behind me and reinforcing like, hey, you can do this. So I didn't really like school from a, a very, very young age. I just wanted to get done with school as quickly as possible and just get ready for you know, my, my life. And, you know, I don't think kids should really have to have that mentality right off the bat. Like going back, I wish I just would have enjoyed school a little bit more, like, because as soon as, you know, you get done with school, it's like, it's like an eye, eye opening, like, oh man, I've got to work now. I've got to pay for bills. <laughs> and, you know, I've got to get health insurance and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, I just, I didn't, my thing was I didn't want to continue on with, uh, with school. I just, I didn't know about student loans. Maybe I would have been one of those individuals for that show last night, but I didn't know about it. It wasn't brought up to me because the individuals that I was going to go to community college with Hillary were like, yeah, we're going to have to have you do all these tests before you could even get into community college. I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. So right off the bat, it was a, it was a gigantic turnoff to explore after high school. Oh my gosh, that's amazing because I totally could be on that show. And <laughs> and I you know what? And like the student loan people, I'm just going to put this out there and I hope they're listening. They yeah. are the they are the American mafia. Mm -hmm. They hold you hostage. When they call me, this is what I say. Nope, and I hang up the phone. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I you know, it's crazy. They they said 45 million people have student loans just yeah. in America. 
And it's, 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 I looked at the statistics, it's well over a trillion dollars in debt and it, it's crazy. And most of those folks are defaulted, um, yes. cause they, they make them so, uh, you know, unaffordable, uh, for folks. It's, it's, I don't know. We could go off on a completely different show we totally topic there. Could, but let's get back to you. <laughs> let's get yeah. back to you. Absolutely. You, you dodged that bullet. That is amazing. And I'm toasting you with coffee right now. Oh, so, well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, so coming from where you did and you made some decisions now, so you did not go to college, but what you did is you embarked on finding success, your own success. Yep. And, and that is really similar to a lot of what people are going through right now. If they are chronically ill or disabled or even people who are going through treatment, they have yep. some short term situations where they're like, you know what? I just can't work outside of the home. And so I think this is an excellent fit for you to talk to them about being frustrated with the fact that things might not be going the way they want, especially if they have a situation in their lives that um, even if they've been sick for a while, but it's worsened or they've had a disability that's worsened. And so now they're they're making a different decision and they're trying to get off the ground. You remember those days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's um. It's something, you know, you are going to have to put forth uh, the effort for sure. It's not easy by, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, we, we've got a gentleman that we were help, you know, we've helped, uh, and he is a quadriplegic mm -hmm. and he was in real estate before he had his accident. And now he is, uh, plugging along with working from his bed. Um, he's got function, uh, of his hands a little bit. He could type. It takes him obviously probably 20 times longer than, than the normal person for typing. But yeah. The guy just continues to, to plug away and he wants to not just be like, you know, he doesn't want to have that victim mentality to where, you know, he places blame on other people and doesn't take responsibility for anything after the accident. Um, and we've kind of had to work with him on that too. Like, you know, he was very, very depressed. And, you know, I've never obviously been in that situation before. And uh, just, you know, just dealing with folks like that, you know, you want to try and encourage them the best that you can, but you, you can't really put yourself in their, in their shoes because you don't know what they're going through. And for me, it was a lot different. You know, I, I'm obviously an able-bodied person. I, I don't have any of the, the diseases that, you know, folks have that could be uh, you know, abilitating to where they, you know, have to maybe be in bed or, you know, they can't go out in public, um, just because of maybe their illness or they, they may get sick or, or whatnot. But, you know, for me, especially like, I, I think you, you know, this from my first book, um, but I get super, super bad, uh, panic attacks and anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, very, very easily. And, um, you know, I've been able to try and manage it over the years. So trying to get into any type of business uh, is very stressful. So the thing that I had to do is do something that I felt I could do and mm -hmm. could be easy uh, for me if I just put in the hard work. So I figured out what that was, and that was real estate investing. And I've just been plugging away ever since uh, when I was a former, as you know, a loan officer, and mm -hmm. then the the 
crash happened in 2008, and I, I really had no idea what to do after that. It was really a, an awful time, um, mainly because our stock crashed. I had all of my money in the, the our, our company's stock, lost all that, and I had a, a child that was going to be born in about six months. So I was extremely oh. stressed out, frustrated, <laughs> had no idea what to do, and I was living in a, a state that I didn't want to live in, um, which was New Jersey. And so we decided to move back, but it was, it was definitely trying times because nobody wanted to hire a guy that didn't have a college degree. Yeah. You know what? And that, and actually, um, I went through three years of college, but Mm -hmm. I couldn't finish my senior year because I owed so much money. I had to stop and have a surgery. And then I was like, Hey, can we pick up where we left off? And they were like, Nope, we're not going to give you any more money. And I was like, you know what? You suck. So I totally get it. Yeah. And you have to. So this is the the kernel. This is the nugget I'm taking out of this that people need to listen to. Find an affiliate industry that makes sense for what you have been working in and that easy opportunity. We mm-hmm. talk a lot about that easy opportunity, which yeah. is what is finding you? What what are you succeeding in? You don't really have to try that hard because it's, it, it's a really natural fit for your personality and how you work and what you want to work in. So that's fantastic. I mean, you yeah. you can do so many things from your actual bed. And in case in point, this podcast is happening from my bed. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. I love it. I should have I should have went that route. <laughs> Seriously. And we're looking at, we've been talking in the group, and you're part of the SickBiz group too. We've been talking about buying this. um, I just activated my Siri phone by talking. That's hysterical. (laughs) It's the Australian male accent. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, what are you talking about, Mrs. Jastrom? And I'm (laughs) I'm like, oh, Siri. You sexy cowboy, shut up. <laughs> you're, getting your, you're getting the phone a little uh, turned on there. I know. He's like, this is Jasper. Are we alone? And I'm like, God dang it, Siri. Knock <laughs> off. Are we alone? <laughs> nice. So, but in the group, somebody, I think it was Brian King. Now, Brian King is amazing. He has Asperger's uh, ADHD and he was just diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. So he spent some time in a wheelchair as well. Um, I'm not sure if he's in it 100%, but I do know that his, his diagnosis of MS is rather recent. And so he shared in the group that we're trying to break the bed desk stigma uh, people being like, well, you have to get up and you have to put on tennis shoes and you have to go sit in a chair. And I'm like, you know what? You go sit in a chair. Okay. <laughs> if I know, I'm, I'm in my flip flops right now. Don't, don't try and tell me to put gym shoes on. Oh my gosh. Could you even imagine? I would be like, why don't I just drive nails into my toenails? Because that would be more comfortable. I, <laughs> so yeah. he posted this thing about there's this bed desk and it's, oh, wow. Yeah, and it's only like $80. So I think what we're going to do is buy it and then we're going to do a giveaway. Oh man, I spoiled That's this. Awesome. Yeah, but you know, you actually, we want to break the stigma of where people can work and what they can do 
And that is exactly what mm-hmm. you are doing as well. And you're helping this person. I love also that you didn't try and advocate for him, but you let him tell you what he needed and work through his feelings himself so that he could find his own empowerment. Absolutely. Because I'll be honest, I, I believe with anybody, um, it's all about feeling confident. And when you start seeing progression start happening, you start getting more and more confident in yourself and results start coming from that confidence because, you know, most people that we work with in real estate, for example, most of the time they're surrounded around people that, you know, have what I call, and I'm doing the air quote, uh, (laughs) the the secure jobs. Um, They -hmm. tell folks, hey, you know, real estate doesn't work. You're you're not going to be successful at it. Why don't you just go get a regular job? And to me, those types of people, they need to be kind of either cut off or little communication, you know, is to be done with those individuals. I I try and tell folks, limit yourself to, you know, having that amount of people in your life because they're extremely cancerous. And once you allow that to come in, it destroys the mind. And once the mind's destroyed, you're not going to have that confidence anymore. Uh, can you build the mind back up? Absolutely. It's one of the most powerful organs in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, if you have people around you like that, it, it's not going to be beneficial uh, for you on a health standpoint, a business standpoint, a faith standpoint, whatever it is that you have in life, uh, it's it's not going to be beneficial. No. And it's much hard. It's like a customer. Like it's, it's much easier when you get a fresh customer to be like, Hey, come on in and impress them. And that, that first impression, but it is so much harder to win that customer back. Your mind is exactly the same. Like you have, you've got to overcome what people have said, what you've noticed about your environment and things like that. And so it's not easy to distance yourself from those people. Right. Not, not not easy at all, especially because loving those people and distancing them can be two different things. They don't have to be like, well, I'm distancing, so I don't love them. No, you're, you, you do love them and you right. do care about them and you will continue to care about them. But if it's not serving you, if it's not helping you, if it's tearing you down, mm-hmm. you're a trillion percent right. You have to limit that exposure or even cut it off completely because nobody is more vested in you than you succeeding. So you have to define those boundaries and say, you know what? My success is important. Absolutely. My my happiness is important. So let's talk about why people on TV doing the house flipping are full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) They are. They are. It's, it's awful. And I, I wish that, you know, things would come to light a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have a friend here that, that is going to be doing uh, a sh- her own show. And I know that, that their, their numbers are, are accurate. I don't know how long the show is going to be on. I hope she does extremely well. Yeah. Uh, but from in the past, like some of the, these bigger shows, they're, they're so misleading, uh, especially the, the flip or flop uh, show. Oh my God. I, can we just stop for a second on that? I was like, y'all duped me. (laughs) Yeah. 
dupe me with your fake freaking marriage. Oh, my yeah. my heart broke. Like I just and then now it's like, like oh we have to get along and I'm like who is writing your stupid script? Uh, so. It's it's very scripted now. A lot of reality TV is is super scripted, um, and it's it's awful. Like they're giving people a false sense of hope. Like the those folks that are on that show, yeah. uh, they they're with a company called I, I believe Success Path, to where they go around the country and put on these seminars. And they don't even show up. It's just people that come in, pitch them on their their programs, and get them involved. And it's giving people a, a false sense of really what's going on uh, from a real estate investing standpoint. Like nobody's going to purchase a property for five hundred grand when it's worth five hundred fifty thousand and it needs sixty grand in work. Like who would do that? So. What's going on is they're fluffing up these numbers at the end of the show to make it look uh-huh. like, hey, we're actually doing this. But in actuality, if you go and actually look at the properties that they were mentioning on the show, like they're all upside down. Uh, those individuals, they borrowed money and the money's owed to these lenders. Like, like it's, it's not good. Like, you know, they're, they're dealing with, they're, they're messing with people's emotions, especially folks that are wanting to like, leave their job and mm. create create that freedom that financial freedom that everybody you know is allured to mm. uh they want that financial freedom and they're like oh well i'm watching these guys they they know what they're doing so i'm going to purchase you know their their stuff and next thing you know they're in debt uh they quit their job and now they're just in a rough spot financially they're 60 grand in debt uh the company yeah. told them to open up all these different credit cards and now they're just completely in a, in a rough position. And it's all because folks get extremely greedy um, and they, they mess with people's mind. And I'm, I'm the type of person like, hey, I will share with you everything I know uh, if you come and spend time with us at our trainings. And I'll help you feel like, hey, you've got an action step plan to go and actually do the business when you get out of here with minimal risk and not using your own cash or, or credit, but it's just so much different. I, I've had so many students come to us that said, Hey, we spent 50, 60 grand on these people. And you guys showed us, you know, a hundred times more than, than they ever did. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really kind of given a, a bad name to folks like myself because of those folks on the, the TV shows. Yeah, because they're just blowing up those numbers, which and they're lies. So literally, those numbers are lies. They are yeah. not making that profit. They're not walking away with right. X amount of dollars in their pocket. In fact, that money is owed to lenders, which is <laughs> incredibly irresponsible. And it is not a viable way to run a business right at all because you have to actually operate in the black when you're running a business like that's the goal even right. if it's one dollar you have to like this is you know <laughs> right no i fully agree it's uh it's disgusting that they do that and the, the tv networks know it and they they still allow it um it's just it's uh you know it's one of those things it's unfortunate it's unfair but at the end of the day, you've got to take responsibility and do your own due diligence on those folks. And those folks now, have, you know, if you don't Google folks nowadays, especially yeah. those TV show people, they, they pop up now. And 
Um, you know, people have left comments. <laughs> um, I would say most of them oh. bad. So, you know, the internet is just the place for people to go if they if they need answers on, hey, should I? Because I've spent tons of money on mentors over the years. I've yeah. always done my due diligence on them before I would fork over money because I want to make sure if I'm going to get involved with somebody that they're actually going to be able to help with the with the problems that I've, I'm having. Um, and if they can't, then okay, I'll go to somebody else. Right. And that that's one of the reasons that you are successful. So I want to talk about, you have a couple of, of different business babies and you have a, a real human baby as well, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the most adorable name I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm not going to share it because I don't know if you're protective about that or whatever, but, well, uh, okay. So Cordelia sounds like a princess. Yep, she's she's quite the little queen around here. Yeah, she is. She, she's oh charm. my goodness! Yeah, she knows <laughs> she knows how to how to get on my heartstrings and knows <gasps> what buttons to push. So she's already got me figured out at three years old. Oh, oh. Yeah. I, I'm not even bothered by that statement. I'm just not bothered by it at all. If you were like, she's 30 and she's still doing it, I'd be like, well, we should talk. But now now I'm like, well, this is a very good thing. This is a good, you're a good daddy. That's good. So, so your business baby. Now, people thinking about getting into house flipping, what do you want to tell them that, that what's the one thing they need to know before they even get started? The best thing, in all honesty, is just getting involved with real estate, understanding and knowing that there is uh, strategies out there that you can do with minimal uh, a minimal marketing budget, and you could actually buy and sell properties without using any of your own cash. It's actually, uh, the strategy is called wholesaling, mm-hmm. and that's what I recommend for anybody brand new starting off in real estate from an investing standpoint is to wholesale. Because you're you're not putting yourself at exposure from a risk standpoint. Uh, you're you're simply going in, finding a property uh, at, at a deep discount, and then you're selling it at a discount uh, to an end investor that wants to purchase that property from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually, as I'm saying it to you, it's that simple on how you find and flip those types of properties. And it, it, there really isn't any rocket science behind it. If, if somebody like myself who barely graduated high school. Like I literally let that last semester of my senior, I had to pass every single class in order to graduate with my class mm-hmm. uh, can do this. Then anybody can. It's just the only difference between me and, you know, the, a regular person. And I don't even want to say like, I'm not regular because we're not perfect. But mm-hmm. the difference between me and other people is I just, I, my back was pushed into the drywall and I needed to make something happen. I wasn't pushed up against the wall. I was literally pushed into the drywall by maybe Mr. T and Hulk Hogan. Uh, <laughs> I just needed to get something going. And when you are in those types of positions, uh, you tend to get things done um, and you take action because you, you don't have anywhere else to turn. And the one thing too, Hillary, that I, I'll, I, hopefully this will leave an impression of folks is I didn't make a backup plan. I only had a plan A. I didn't make a plan B. If my plan A didn't work, something was wrong with it and I needed to fix it. Um, so don't be afraid. I call it my plan, do, check, adjust. If you 
You yeah. need to adjust your plan as you're going. If something's not working, don't be afraid to adjust it and then do it again. But when people have one foot out the door before they even begin, they're destined for not seeing the results that they want. Yep. And so how many, I, I totally agree with that. And if you continue trying and adjusting that plan A, you will succeed because you will beat the odds of others who drop out. Mm-hmm. You just have to keep, it is literally the persistent. It is literally the Nike logo. You just have to like wear that <laughs> internally, right? Yeah. <laughs> internally. Um, how many hours in addition to like working, let's say somebody has a, a job that they're, they're trying to work. Let's say they're working full time out of their house, you know, and they're, and they're struggling and you know, the jobs aren't coming in like they want and they're not making the money. How many extra hours do they need to invest in learning this with you? You know, I, I'm probably in the same boat as you. I'm always learning something new. I'm reading a book, listening to podcasts. I'm investing in training programs. I'm investing in coaches. You should always be learning. It shouldn't be something like, oh man, I got to go and do this. It, it, should, it, should be, it should be something that you want to do, first of all. If you don't want to learn, if you don't want to learn it by going through podcasts like this one, by reading books, by going through training programs, by having coaches help you, if that's not something you want to do, then it's not going to be the right fit because you constantly need to be learning. You constantly need to be adapting because everything's always changing, right? The, the internet's always changing. Um, the world's always changing. Everything is always, you know, going to constantly evolve. And if you don't continue to stay along with those changes, you're going to get, you know, lost in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is an excellent way to answer that question is if you don't want to do it, you're probably not going to do it or you're not going to enjoy it, Mm -hmm. but you can, it's interesting. You can find 10 extra hours. Yep. You can in a week, you can find 10 extra hours if you, if you structure it and really think about how much time does it take me to do this task? Does it really, does it really take me an hour to write, uh, you know, a blog post and it's ready to go and it's loaded up and all that's, that's feasible. But what we do is like, we pad on that time and we say, well, actually, you know what? It takes me like three hours. Well, it takes you three hours because you've had three cups of coffee. You've looked (laughs) out the window five times. You're trying like you're arguing with yourself, you know, right. That type of thing. So. I love that answer. It's not how many hours does it take? It's do you want to do it? Yeah, because we we all at the end of the day, we all have the same 168 hours in a week. We all have the same hours. Um, So it really all depends at the end of the day. You know, what are you what are you willing to put in? I'm a big, big believer in having balance Mm -hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take an extra 30 to 60 minutes every single day. Either you go to the gym, you go for a walk, you read a book, you listen to a podcast, but you just have that alone time to yourself. You need um, that alone time. You do. You do. And then structure your day. Like today, you know, obviously, you know, we're doing the podcast. I had that on my schedule and, and on my phone last night before I went to bed, I had a bunch of things 
that came to mind right before I went to bed. And in order to go to sleep properly without constantly <laughs> thinking about those things, I set uh, a little alarms in my phone, my, my iPhone. At, you know, hey, 9.15, I need to do this. At 9.30, I need to do this. And they, they pop up. Maybe I didn't get done with the 9.15 thing, so I'm going to snooze on the 9.30 thing. And then once the 9.15 thing comes comes done, then the, the alarm from that snooze will, will come off. And then I'll be like, okay, now I need to get this thing done. And I need to be like that or else I'll get caught spending too much time on Facebook. Um Maybe looking at uh, at cat videos on YouTube. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But if I don't do that, I will become a very unorganized person. And then at the end of the day, I'll feel like uh, you know I didn't get anything done, and it'll just—it's an awful feeling. Like I hate having that feeling. Like oh man, I didn't get anything done today. But. The other thing too is if you burn yourself out, I'll have days where I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like doing this today. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I are just going to go go and see a movie at the movie theater and I'm gonna, I'm going to enjoy that. I'm going to go and enjoy that because you know, you have to come to terms with giving yourself gifts. Yeah. I deserve that. I deserve to go and do this. I deserve to go and do that. Um, you need to do that. You need to give yourself if you have victories small or big, you need to celebrate them. And I'm not saying go out to the bar and get smashed and come home, <laughs> come home at five in the morning, but have a little small victory. You know, if you've been doing well on a diet for like a month and you decide to go have like, you know, a cheat meal and you want to have a, a cheeseburger and a milkshake, go ahead and do it. Um, yeah. but you know, people nowadays, they feel like they need to follow these strict guidelines. And it's like, who wants to live like that? You, you need to have the balance. You need to be able to say, I deserve that. And you need to be able to give yourself gifts. It doesn't need to be like a monetary thing like, hey, I'm going to go get a Rolex or um, <laughs> I'm going to go get this. Maybe it might be, hey, I'm going to go and, you know, I really have been wanting some some new shirts. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go to Dick's. I'm going to buy a couple t-shirts. Those yeah. are gifts. Those are gifts. Give yourself gifts and, and acknowledge it. You know, it, it helps out quite a bit. I know. Some people may not like that, um, but I, I do, and I've seen other people do it, and, and it helps them. Yeah, and as long as you're not in crazy town, you know, <laughs> like uh, my husband and I were like, you know, our flip-flops are kind of shitty. Let's go get new ones. We've had a good week. Like, <laughs> yep. yep, absolutely. Why not? You know, and just, it's these little things. And then after that, let's go out to lunch together. Let's try that new place together. Let's grab yeah. a, a little coffee together and, you know, whatever the case is. But yes, give yourself gifts. And even on a daily basis, and I think for people who are such hard chargers, this is a concept that is really hard for them to wrap their minds around. It's like, well, if I'm taking time, I'm taking time away from the mission. But you you can't continually have a fire right? By pouring accelerant on it, you have mm. to feed that fire, long-lived fuel. Yep. Anybody who's watched Naked and Afraid, and that's like my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> They're always like, oh, I don't know, I can't get this fire started. And it's been raining for three days. And I'm like, come on, you know, like, <laughs> come on. Oh, <God. laughs> 
gosh, that is hilarious. Oh my god. So <laughs> but they have to keep that fire going. They have to they have to tend to it. They have to stoke it every day. And you can't do that if you don't pay attention to it. And that includes taking time and walking away. There might be times in your day when you literally, it's amazing what a seven-minute break can do. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. sit outside, let the breeze go through your hair, d- put your phone down, you know, just just listen, listen to the birds. One of my favorite things to do is have the podcast on the porch when my neighbor's not like doing some kind of house improvement. Yesterday, he was like starting up a circular saw. I was like, dude, Really? And finally, the heat finally broke. We're out here. Fine. I will go inside like the shut-in I am. Thank you very much, sir. So. (laughs) Oh, you got to love the do-it-yourselfers. Oh, you do. And I just, you know, they, we, do you have nicknames for your neighbors? Because we do. Um, We used to at the, at the old house, but since we're so far apart from people now, um, we don't, but yeah, we. I would literally, at our old house, we would literally have a guy that would mow his lawn two to three times a week. And I remember it was pouring rain one day. (laughs) And he still went out there and mowed his lawn. And I actually videoed. I actually videoed. You did. uh, And I I, I had to have the commentary. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I can't believe he's out there mowing his lawn right now. And I'm talking, like, not just a sprinkle. I'm talking those big fat raindrops those, those were coming down and i'm like this guy's literally mowing his lawn this is this is great this is this is amazing this is the best entertainment ever <laughs> we have people that live like kitty corner from us and i lost track of how many kids they have but they oh. all run around in their underwear and oh. so now we call them inbreds we're like oh are you talking about the inbreds kitty corner Oh, goodness, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. So everybody oh. everybody has nicknames for their neighbors. Uh, I don't care who you are. Everybody does. They're like, oh, my God, that, do you live next door to Constipated Dad? Because he is, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, so, since we've moved here uh, to the new house, and it wasn't far from our old house, uh, we've had the same person come and approach us to go to their church like several times. And mm. Not against anybody that that's completely in the you know religion and stuff, but we we don't really go. Uh, so I, I don't know if it was just kind of like you know, hey, these folks haven't come yet, so keep bothering them. Uh, so that, that we've right? got that person, and then <laughs> the person behind us is uh, I would say Miss I would call him Mr. Showoff. Um, oh, yeah, he, he I was mowing my lawn, and he drives up in his four wheeler. I'm like, uh, can I help you? Um, he just wanted to come over and, and kind of like, you know, shoot the shit. I'm like, dude, I'm mowing the lawn. This thing takes three hours to do. Can you, can you go? Um, and he just wanted to come and, and just kind of show off his ATV. I'm like, dude, looks great. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's fun. You want me to like pat you on the head? Like you've done a good job. All right. Run off and play now on your new ATV. Like I I think he's just, you know, looking for friends and I'm like, dude, no, I'm, I'm good. I know. Isn't that terrible? It's so true though. Sometimes people are like, I just want to be your friend. And I'm like, I'm full up. I got (laughs) it. Oh, it's, it's uh, terrible. Kind of funny. So I got one, I got one more question for you. What 
is the one thing people don't know about you? Um, you know, I try and make this extremely well known, but people still don't know this about me, but I am a gigantic, uh, Harry Potter geek. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Expelleramus. That's amazing. (laughs) I, we, we literally, we, I say we took the kids to Universal to see Harry Potter, but it was probably more or less for me. Um, and I, I, I geeked out a little bit, especially when the when we saw that we were, you know, going going to Hogwarts and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> now I, I don't take it to the extreme where I've got like, you know, um, all their stuff and whatnot. I just like watching the movies. Like I could literally spend a whole day and, and watch the whole thing from start to finish. Oh, but I, yes. Yes. Yes, that would be that would be a great great day. But I would definitely uh, feel like a complete uh, <laughs> idiot if I did do that because I think those movies are probably a full twenty four hours, <laughs> um, and nothing nothing would get done for a long period of time. So, <laughs> oh my god, that is so great. When my kids were younger, it was the bonding thing that we had me and my boys. Because my daughter was too little. Yeah, I would read the stories out loud to them. We went through all of the books together. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it it was like um, J.K. Rowling just for, and I was a single mom at the time, just brought my children, my boys to me for just a little bit longer by giving us something that we could relate to. So it's very cool. And what house would you be in then? Ooh. Which house would I be in? Yeah. Um, I uh, would probably be in, uh, definitely not Slytherin. Exactly. Or, or right? Hufflepuff. No, I know. Because <laughs> the Hufflepuffs are like the partiers, right? Are they? I, I, they might actually be. I, I'd probably be with Harry and, and the rest of the gang. So Gryffindor, right? <laughs> Gryffindor. Okay, so because we <laughs> we're having I mean, a conversation right now about Harry Potter. This is I, great. <laughs> I should, you know, I should make a podcast just about Harry Potter. Oh my god, you should! <laughs> yes, you totally should. Maybe, People maybe I would get Daniel Radcliffe on there, and we could talk oh. Harry for for a couple episodes. Oh my god, <laughs> and Emma Watson, she's so adorable. I've been yeah. those. I love it all. I love it all. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you came on today. The one- oh, I'm glad I did too. This is awesome. So fun. So fun. And thank you so much for doing everything that you're doing. We didn't talk a lot about No Flipping Excuses, but what people need to know is that this is your organization that mm-hmm. you started for people living with disabilities so yeah. you could help them, so you could pay for them to have their homes remodeled so they can live accessibly. And that is amazing, Jason. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, and most folks don't know um, that, that these individuals in wheelchairs and power chairs um, need the help. Most of, their, most of the homes, uh, the transition standpoints from room to room, they're, they're difficult to get around in. And then most you know, ramps going in and out of the house aren't nearly uh, ADA compliant. So just having them sloped at the right point um, and and helping them safely go in and out of the house and being able to transition from chair to bed, uh, we we try and help them you know 
feel comfortable, not, not just in the house, but also outside of the house, because it's not about just making things easier for them to live in the house, but to also, Hey, I can get up, get my chair and I can go down the block if I want to. Um, you know, it's just living, living the life that they want to live. Um, and most yeah. folks are confined uh, to being in their bed all day because uh, they don't have the, the means to do the transitionings from room to room or the ramp because uh, that stuff does, you know, it does cost quite a bit of money to, to do. And unfortunately, we just don't, uh, most states don't have the financial means to help these folks out. So you are in the trenches with them. And, you know, it's interesting um, because and it's like we kind of get our mind blown on a regular basis when we're working in this community. Like people in wheelchairs cook. They yeah. go into the kitchen. They they need that accessibility. And getting out of bed improves your health. Oh, yeah. And it, and it actually improves your physical health. It, it improves the health of your organs, your circulation. Um, a lot of, I'm thinking about things like pneumonia. You know, when, you, oh, when yeah. you're not able to get up and, and get around. So I wanted to make sure we spent in some time on that to let people understand that there are ways to get help one but also to support you as you help other people and we'll make sure that we give that information out so people oh, can get in great. touch with you absolutely that'd be great yeah thank you so much i, yeah. I truly appreciate you uh, bringing that up because it is something that we're passionate about and you know we we want to be able to help folks because like you said you know if they stay in the bed all day it's just like you know a mind that's not learning what's yeah. essentially going to happen to that mind. It's going to shut down. And with a lot of these folks that, you know, are either paraplegic, quadriplegic, whatever their injury is, uh, they, they tend to get really nasty bed sores, which could get uh, infected mm -hmm. and, you know, could, could become septic. And, you know, it's, it's just not good. So we, we want to try and help them out as best as we can. So I, I really appreciate you uh, talking about no flipping excuses. That's something that we're, you know, extremely passionate about. And, really want to bring that out to, to the open and let folks know, you know, that there are people out there that, that need help. Yes, absolutely. And you have a podcast so we they do. can listen to the no flipping excuses podcast. So we're going to have all kinds of information for people so they can <clears throat> get in, involved with you and your organization and they can learn how to flip houses too. So absolutely, that's pretty exciting because that is something that you could do from your bed. If you had like a, a some people helping you, you're really good. Right? You really really could. Um the great thing about real estate is it could be done virtually. We've got folks in Switzerland, New Zealand, Australia, uh Canada. Uh we've got folks all over that are doing stuff here in the United States. They never see a property, they don't attend closings. Everything's done remotely. Um so it can be done literally from anywhere in the world. So it doesn't matter if you're in your bed, if you're in a coffee shop in Boise, Idaho or wherever, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You just need to know how to do it. And yes, we share a ton. I've got a lot of great speakers, uh, come on. And, um, I just give other viewpoints from other investors that are doing stuff around the world. And it's just the thing about this business is you could do it from anywhere. So, um, it's just all on how you, do the mind. Uh, if you limit yourself, then you're going to see what is limited for you. If you expand and 
you know, try and shoot for, you know, past the moon, you're going to see that, you know, the world has so much to offer. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. I probably didn't have enough coffee. That's what my problem is. My <laughs> body speaks back to me like, give me more. Um, thank you so much, my friend, for being on today and sharing everything that you know. Well, not everything, but a, a chunk of what you know to help other people and uh, supporting our mission as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Hillary. I, I truly, truly appreciate it. And for everybody that's listening, uh, make it a great day. And if there's anything I can do to help, just let me know. Right on. It's an astonishing event when in the midst of finding success, you can discover a deeper meaning to your life. And that is what happened to Jason Lucchese. After years of fighting to reach his own meaning of success, after years of buying coaching tapes and trying to latch onto a system that would work for him in the flipping business, he created his own. Now he teaches his system to other people. But his greatest joy comes from helping others in a more hands-on manner through providing, making the homes of people with disabilities accessible so they can live the lives they were meant to, the lives they deserve simply because they are human. He was destined to reach this point of giving back because that is the kind of person Jason is. He just wants to help. If you would like to help Jason or you need help yourself, please reach out to him at jasonlucchese.com. J-A-S-O-N-L-U-C-C-H-E-S-I.com. And we'll make sure that we have all his information for you coming up on the podcast blog. Did you like what you heard? Please listen, subscribe, share, and leave a review for Sick Biz Buzz wherever podcasts are available. Reviews like yours give our show a boost and get our content into more ears all over the place. We want to thank the Good Men Project again for having our back, and we want to thank you for listening. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for joining us. Be well.